Leadership beyond a definition. The boundless potential to engage, to encourage, uplift, and guide. Conversations about growth. Leadership Unscripted with Dr. Virginia Hardy. Welcome to Leadership Unscripted, navigating your leadership journey. I am your host, Virginia Hardy. Joining me today is Jackie Locklear, CEO of Locklear Roofing in Holly Springs, North Carolina. As the CEO of Locklear Roofing, Jackie Locklear has spent the last 26 years running and expanding one of the few 100% woman and minority owned roofing companies in the United States. Founded in 1980 by her father, J.H. Locklear, the business has come a long way since its humble beginnings. As a single parent and a minority female leader in a predominantly male industry, Jackie has overcome countless challenges. Her tenacity has led to many professional accolades. Jackie has demonstrated servant leadership through her involvement in many community charities such as Hero Home, Habitat for Humanity, Rebuilding Homes Project, and Operations Coming Home, where she donates labor and materials to each organization for their many home buildings projects. She serves on the Frankie Lemon School Foundation Board and has served as the chairperson for the Triangle Food and Wine Experience 2022 and participates on the T.J. Martell Foundation in Nashville, Tennessee. Jackie has received many accolades throughout her career. She was awarded the Contractor of the Year Award by Polte Homes, the NCIEDI Success Award, and the Vendor of the Year by Meritage Homes. In 2012, Jackie was recognized as the Woman of the Year by the National Association of Professional Women. She was recently nominated for World Award in the National Women in Roofing and has received the 2020 Enterprise in Woman Award. Winners must demonstrate a fast growth business and be ready to mentor other women as well as be a leader in their community. In December 2021, Jackie was featured in Biz Journal, which references women owned businesses in the male dominated construction industry. She was featured in Women of Western Wake and Carey Magazine in 2021. Jackie's professional involvement involved being a member of the No Society, which she was featured in their 2018 and 2019 magazine, and participated as a speaker in the annual conference in 2019. She's also an active member of the Women's President Organization, Raleigh, and a member of the National Women in Roofing since 2015, and Jackie is an active member in the National Association Women's Business Owners of Raleigh. So Jackie, thank you again for joining us today. And um, the audience I know is going to learn a great deal as we talk a little bit about your leadership journey and how you have uh, been able to get to where you are today. So we'll just get started with the first question, which is, tell us a little bit about your story. I know you are the CEO of Locklear Roofing, which is you know, a, a business uh, industry typically male-dominated. So how did you get into this? Um, actually, it wasn't my career choice initially 20-some years ago. Initially, I got into it changing careers, moving back from Austin, Texas, back to North Carolina, trying to figure out a career path that I wanted to pursue. And at that point in time, my dad 
uh, was in the roofing business and in the construction business. And um, that was in the process of when the uh, technology started to evolve in the construction industry in regards to invoice and cell phones and computers and those type of things. And at that time, my dad was a um, great tradesman and his invoicing was basically on the back of a pickup truck saying, uh, this is what you owe me. And uh, the guys would have a checkbook or whatever case may be out. Ah. So I, so I told him I would help him out for a year until I decided what I wanted to do. At that point in time, I did that and uh, took a year off from the corporate world. And we regrouped a year later and decided that this is something that I wanted to pursue 100%. And he was all about it because when I first went into uh, Lockwood Roofing, the guys were doing probably about three houses a week. And the year we had come uh, finishing up that year, we were had grown to like 15 houses a, a week. Mm. And my dad thought that was just amazing. <laughs> So we uh, shook hands, and uh, he took care of the uh, field work at that point in time, uh -huh. and I took care of the sales and the office and the invoices out of my third bedroom at my house. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so now, so prior to, so prior to going, coming back home from Texas, you were in corporate. Yeah, I actually worked at IBM in uh, RTP in the logistics department. So that was one of my careers. And then I got married and moved to Texas and came back from Texas. And at that point in time was in a career limbo to a certain degree. Okay. And that's when I started the, got into construction. Okay. And so you were doing this work um, out of your home, out of your bedroom. Yes, <laughs> and, and my third bedroom. <laughs> yes. And then, um, and then from there, you now have become the CEO. Oh, yes. After the year, more or less, my dad says, okay, you take care of the company. I'll make sure the guys are doing what they do in the field as far as the quality mm -hmm. and the construction work on a day-to-day. -day. And so that's what we did when we shook hands. So he basically handed the company over to me from that perspective after a year. And then he retired four years later. I got him to the point where he could retire. So basically, I've been running Lockwood Roofing probably about 25 years now. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. All right. So it still is, I'm assuming, a still uh, predominantly male-dominated uh, industry. Yes, ma'am, it is. Okay. And so uh, talk to us a bit about what's it been like being a, a woman in a male-dominated field and then being a, a woman of color within this field as well. And what skills have you used most in your leadership role? You're right. It, uh, it is still a male-dominated world, and it traditionally uh, still is to a certain degree. In the beginning, 20-some years ago, there was the only females that I would come across in regards to construction of any kind was basically in the office as a secretary, invoicing, or some, some type of clerical skills. Mm -hmm. There was no females on the job sites unless they were doing cleaning services at the end of the construction process. Coming in from a corporate standpoint and going to the construction site was a completely different world for me. It was almost like going to Mars to a certain degree <laughs> because you were the only female on that job site trying to 
to be a salesperson and trying to basically get new contracts. Yeah. And so, and did you run into barriers or, um, or people not wanting to work with you because of, of that gender role? Oh, every day. <laughs> um, I was uh, told many times that, and you know, we're in the South, yes. darling, don't you need to be home with your husband and taking care of your family? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure you heard that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, it was darling, don't you need to be, you know, so I I laugh about it now, but yeah, it was very interesting in some of the obstacles that was out 20 some years ago. How did you overcome those obstacles? I was brought up as a, um, as a female, especially for my grandmother, is that one door closes, another one opens. Mm -hmm. And if someone tells you no, and until you realize you can't do it, you can continue to uh, move forward. Okay. So the more they told me no, the more I was insistent that I was going to make it happen. That's uh, okay. That I'm going to show you and, and I'm going to do it in spite of kind of attitude. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and every day it was just like, okay, that one didn't work. Let me try a different approach. And so I will give you an insight on one thing. Please. Um, Going uh, for the first probably month or whatever case may be, going to the job sites and so forth, I got no responses to a lot of the guys. So I literally, I tell this story and everybody laughs. Um, So I literally went to Walmart. Target wasn't available at that time. Mm -hmm. So I went to Walmart and got a pair of jeans, a sweatshirt, and a baseball hat and a pair of Tim's. Uh Uh-huh. And um, no makeup, whatever case may be, and started yeah. hitting the job sites. At least at that point in time, 25 years ago, they would have actually stop and talk to me at that point in time. Wow. And a couple of the guys gave me a chance and said, okay, I'm going to give you this house. If you can do this house correctly, I'll give you another one. And so we started one house at a time. And, and, and he continued to give you houses. Give you yes, projects. ma'am. And then our reputation started to go before us in regards to our quality and mm-hmm. our um, communication skills and, and and those type of things. And so we began to get more and more uh, production houses from uh, from the builders at that point in time. Okay. And that was just through hard work and persistence. And, um, and so you, you adapted your appearance to yes. try to meet them where they were. Okay. Are you still yeah. doing that today? Um, yeah, um, to a certain degree, yes. Okay. I um, I have uh, I have to adapt my um, wardrobe accordingly mm-hmm. to uh, to my role in construction. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> now, I, that's co- completely understand that. Yeah. Um, Yes, plus, you know, if you, plus here at the office, we've got 90 plus guys or subcontractors, whatever, uh, that come in on a constant basis. So, yes, um, my uh, wardrobe reflects construction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, for sure. So let's mm-hmm. talk, I want to I stay on the gender um, um, lens for just a little bit longer for at least one more question. So let's talk stereotypically about traits. So there are certain leadership traits that have been, stereotypically assigned to men and then when women exhibit those same traits it's it's not seen as favorable as it is when men exhibit those traits 
how has that played out for you and what advice would you give to women in general about, around um, navigating the gender differences? I would, I would tell women to use their God-given traits that we have been uh, blessed with. And when I say that, I, I mean the multitasking traits that we are born with and that we are very good at in regards to that. The communication skills that I feel that women have uh, an advantage over and get into the details and those type of things over in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming that's what you've been able to do as well, is use, use your strengths to your advantage. Yes, using my strengths to advantage and pulling out those strengths and standing out um, from the mass, um, mm -hmm. the mass majority. Okay. So, so, so now let's talk a bit about how you cultivate your team. So as the leader of, of the team, of the company, how do you cultivate and, and nurture the team and grow the team? I look at my team as individuals. Mm -hmm. Everybody, it, no one's a number. Everybody has a story. Everybody's an individual. And that's the way I treat each person on our team that works for Locklear Roofing. I mean, we all have different circumstances. And like I said, no one is the same. And everybody has their own uniqueness. And once you find that one trait that that employee has a, a strong strength in, mm -hmm. you you encourage that. And I'm assuming that you then have lift that person up to yes, uh, okay. yes, yes. And uh, yeah, we try to our best as much as we can to promote within our company. Okay, good, very mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I, so now I want to talk a bit about your your own leadership philosophy. We all we, we know that leaders need to be clear about their own values and their own way of being and leading and doing. So what is your leadership philosophy, and has that philosophy changed over years? Um, my leadership philosophy is basically you can't buy your reputation. Your reputation is earned. Mm-hmm. And I tell the whole team and everyone that works at Lock on the Roofing, I, we, I don't strive to be the largest company in our area, but I do strive to be the best that we can be as a company and as a team. So as a leader in regards to for Lock on the Roofing, I look at it as um, your reputation goes through the door before you even walk in any meeting or whatever case may be or any conference call or anything that you basically do nowadays you can your reputation is on online on the internet or whatever mm -hmm. case may be um that is very important for me and i feel for locklear roofing and do do you think that's um so when you think about that, I think you said your reputation enters the room before you do. Yes. So how do you safeguard that reputation and how do you make sure that the team is also on the same page and understands your vision, your charge for them and for the company? We have team meetings every week. And in fact, a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at production for 2022 and 
to do the quality work that we all want to do, do a good job and feel good at the end of the day of what we're doing, mm -hmm. we uh, basically pick and choose the projects that we actually uh, accept and what the what the production levels that we're going to do this year. I won't take more work than I feel that we can do 100% uh, quality with. And so you're willing to turn down business so that you yes. don't compromise quality. And I have quality. done that. In fact, I've had phone calls in the last month wanting us to take on more work. But looking at the numbers that we already have on our system, um, I yes, I have turned down work in order to do a better job at the ones that we already have um, on our on our agendas. So, which is which is commendable, right? Because most people would just take the job because of the revenue that's going to be generated from it. Uh, but you're not willing to compromise your reputation for quality. No, no, not at all. Mm -mm. Wow. No. Wow. I am not willing to uh, risk that because of, uh, no, I don't want to be... I want to be known as, um, or Lockler Roofing, and I want everybody here to be proud of where they work. That's, that is truly commendable. I, um, I'm, I am truly impressed with that. What's an example of, uh, of a mistake or a failure that you've experienced during your career? And it could be starting with your IBM career or anything else. Because leadership has some ups and downs, right? We, yes. We have some yes. wins and losses. So, mm -hmm. um, and I, I believe that the, the things that didn't go as well as I would have liked are where I learned the most from. So, uh, so what's an example of something that didn't go as you wanted it to, and um, how did you learn from it? Um, when we had the recession back in, I think, 2007, 2008, mm -hmm. I uh, revamped, because I, I am very proud of this as of today. I have never laid off anyone at Lockler Roofing in 20-plus years. So I am very proud of that. But back in 2008, when the recession hit of 2007, um, we went out and um, revamped a few things in regards to come work for maintenance projects, some commercial jobs and those type things to keep our guys in-house busy. Uh, a couple of things that I didn't do enough research on that I uh, feel that that was a failure in my eyes mm -hmm. is that we weren't 100% trained on some of the things that I brought in-house just to keep us busy. Uh -huh. We got through it. We made uh, we made it right and those type of things. But now I won't take on jobs that are that's not that we're not 100% qualified, and I feel 100% confident that we can do the work. Wow. Okay. So um, so thank you for sharing that. I really do appreciate it. That tells me too the fact that you're willing to share that is that you are self-aware and that you are confident and and, and, um, and okay with the mistakes and learning from those mistakes. So really appreciate you sharing that and I know that our audience will be too. Yeah. So, so self-awareness to me really is, I think, a strength and a necessity to be a leader and to be a, an effective leader specifically. So how do you how are you self-aware? How did you become self-aware? Did it take people pointing out certain things to you, or did you go into your reflective, uh, a reflective mode? How have you become self-aware, and do you keep that that lens open? I evaluate uh, the end results of the jobs that we do. Mm -hmm. I also go and ask 
uh, our GCs or the owners of the projects or whatever case may be and get their feedbacks in regards to how are you happy with what we did? Is there anything we could have done better in regards to communication um, on the job skills and those type of things? So I get feedback from our customers so that if we do need to regroup and to um, retrain or uh, do something different on the next job, we have that information in front of us that we can go to as a team before we start another project and say, okay, last project, these are the things that we need to work on moving forward. This is the feedback I got from our last customer. Okay, so when you so if the customer gives you that constructive feedback, you take it back to the team and yes. you guys talk through it. All right. So if I heard you correctly, uh, you said that particularly during the recession, you, you were proud that you didn't let, have to lay people off. And is that the same also during the pandemic? Yes, I have. A, again, in 20 some years, I've never laid anyone off. Wow. I take my job very serious. And my job is to make sure that everyone that works at Lockler Roofing has a job and takes home a paycheck to take care of their families. So that's my and as a leader and as the owner of Lock of the Roof, and that I take very seriously. So in 20 some years since I've been running Lock of the Roof, and I haven't laid anyone off because we didn't have work. Wow. Okay, that's just impressive. And it's, it's humane. It says that you are humane and, respect, and respecting your, uh, your team members. So kudos for you. So oh, during this pandemic, however, what's been um, what's been the biggest problem you and your team have had to um, to tackle? The unknowns. I yeah. mean, every yeah. week everything changed. Um, it was like you never knew, uh, especially the beginning of the pandemic uh, when they brought out the um, when they were giving out the list of who was um, essential workers. Uh huh. So I was sitting waiting that night seeing if like, construction was going to be considered essential work. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do if it's not. <laughs> that was a uh, nerve-wracking night. Um, yes. Uh, but I think uh, just moving through the pandemic on a week-to-week basis as everything changed and uh, revamping the company accordingly to um, coincide with the changes that came out on a week-to-week basis. Uh, we did not, as a essential workers, we did not close our doors not one day. Mm. Wow. So we have not closed the office um, during the pandemic uh, for one day mm-hmm. in regards to that. Uh, we did sit down as a team when everything happened initially and made some in-house uh, requirements as a team that everybody agreed and everybody had an input on in regards to do we wear masks in the office? Uh, how do we, uh, how do we, if someone has COVID, what is the steps that we as a company are going to take? So we made in-house decisions as a team with that. So you've empowered your team to be a part of the decision-making that you have yes. to go through. Okay. So how yes. do you, so how do you keep them motivated in regard, particularly during COVID and all the obstacles and things that came with that or any any other obstacle for that matter? How do you keep how did you, how did you keep the team motivated then and how do you keep them motivated in general? Um my 
this is how I approach teams right now is mm-hmm. that everyone who gets hired at Lockler Roofing uh-huh. and everyone who works here is uh, the first thing I tell them is that you're basically going to be here more than you are with your family and mm-hmm. at home right. Monday through Friday because we don't have an option uh, in the work that we do to be remote. Mm-hmm. My first thing is to them is that you need to enjoy your job because you're going to be here more than you are at home on a weekly basis. And I give them the option and I tell them, if you're not happy here and you're not, um, this is not the job that you want to do, I give everybody here the option that's to tell them they need to go find a job that they're happy at. Because if you're not happy at your job, you take that home and then that erupts the family life. Yeah. And if you're not happy here, you just come and tell me. You can have time off to go do job interviews. Just tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. As long as you still give me 100% and so forth. Mm-hmm. So every employee here has that option. Okay. And to keep everybody, you say, motivated, we do team meetings. We do um, outings. We do several different things uh, within Lockler Roofing as a group. Okay. Okay. We celebrate one thing that everybody gets a kick out. We celebrate everybody's birthday. Oh, everybody cool. gets a birthday cake. Everybody <laughs> gets get, saying happy birthday too. I have one little guy. He says, nobody's ever done that before. I can't remember how old he was. And uh, he just started crying. Oh, <laughs> like, how sweet. He made me start crying. <laughs> <laughs> but so just little things like that I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are good times. Uh, and people, you know, people's birthdays are special no matter what they even if they say they don't want to celebrate them, when somebody does, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, you should see these bur- these big burly men when we start singing happy birthday, <laughs> they turn shades of red. <laughs> it warms my heart. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, that's, that's really cool. So, so Jackie, what's... Um, what are characteristics, and you can you name know, one or two or three, uh, that you believe every leader should possess? Knowing their teams, knowing, knowing uh, the group that they're working with, um, and not just being a dictator, but mm-hmm. listening. I mean, and not just barking out orders, but just listening to the people that's working for you. Um, and like I said, knowing your teams, knowing what their strengths are, knowing what their weaknesses are. All right. So listening to your listening, and then um, mm-hmm. identifying people's strengths and weaknesses, and yes. uh, and being able to, I, I'm assuming, capitalize on the strengths and work on the weaknesses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, working on their weaknesses and bringing them up, and um, you know, when they have su- when they have successes, celebrate those successes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And celebrate that person. Everybody wants to feel a positive, be in a positive entity, no matter what situation you're in mm-hmm. or, or what part of life you're in. Everybody wants to feel needed and wants to be a part of something and be a positive part of something. Yeah. And knowing that as a leader and, um, like I said, baking on those type of things for the teams that you have. So, um, so Jackie, some of what you've been sharing too brings up another thing for me, which is about ethics, uh, being eth- an ethical leader and having integrity as a leader and as a business person, um, or simply, or just simply as a person. Um, so let's talk a bit about being an ethical leader 
who, who has and leads with integrity. That seems to be a core value for you. Am I, am I correct in making that assumption? Yes, very much. And so how did you get there and how do you make sure that everybody knows that this is not only Jackie Locklear's value, but this is Locklear's roofing's value? From that, um, when you're talking about ethics and integrity mm-hmm. as a leader, I, everyone here knows that if I ask them to do something, it's something that I myself Mm-hmm. Uh, would do also. I'm not going to ask them to do something that myself would not do right. in regards to that. I, there's nothing that I won't do within Locklear Roofing in regards. I'm not the, to the point where I'm not too good to do that job, right. more or less, uh-huh. as the owner. Okay, yep. I, mm-hmm. I will go pick up pick up trash just with the with the best of them if I'm on a job site. I will climb a ladder to, to, to this day if I need to uh, on a job site. Um, so, again, I am not above anybody that works here. Thank um, you. In regards to that. So, um, you, um, we talked about this being a male dominated field or industry. Have you had mentors? who've helped you uh, professionally or personally, and if so, how have, who are they and how have they, um, how have they played a role to help you? And then the third part of that question is, how did you choose them or, they choose, or how did they choose you even? Mm. As a female in the dominant world of construction, that was very hard for me to ask for advice in regards to some of my male counterpartners. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got some friends that have businesses, and um, I have gone to them in regards to um, scenarios or asking questions or doing a just a backwards and forth scenarios, uh, what ifs. Um, so I have had some very close friends and women business owners that I have looked to for um, support and for um, guidance to a certain degree that we have talk sessions or go to dinner and what mm-hmm. ifs and those type of things in regards to business. And, and are you paying it forward and mentoring others? Yes, I am. Um, we have a, actually, we have a high school student um, that's, that's working here right now. And I do try to get as many high school students or college students uh, to Locklear Roofing in the summer and, and uh, in the fall and those type of things to mentor them. I need to I need to connect you with some of our folks here in construction management. Oh, that would be great because we're looking for summer interns right now. Yeah, great. Okay, we're gonna do that. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, female and male, by the way. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm I'm on it. I'm on top of that. Okay. You do not discriminate. Exactly. I, I have a, a female. Uh, on one of my service teams, mm-hmm. which is service team is warranty or whatever yes. that uh, does uh, leaks and those type of things. She's phenomenal. Okay, wonderful. She's a leader on one of my uh, service teams. Yeah, okay, she's, she's a rock star. There you go. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna go out a little bit outside of um, out of your professional 
realm, mm -hmm. at least from the industry, and talk about some of your uh, community and civic engagement. You are you you are a leader also in the community, and I know you're very proud of the your work and involvement with the Frankie Lemon School and Development Center. Would you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yes. Um I got involved with Frankie Lemon School or Frankie Lemon Foundation approximately about 15 years ago just by a fluke. Um, they were having an event and uh, I went to it and uh, have been a fan or a advocate ever since. I believe in true, everybody has a passion. I believe in helping those who can't help themselves and mm -hmm. these kids are, if we can help one child at a time, that's what we try to do and their families. So, yes, I am a uh, Frankie Lemon uh, sponsor, uh, advocate, or whatever the case may be. I am proud of one thing that I got accomplished in the last two years. We have, uh, we work with Pulte Homes. Yes. And uh, they do a golf tournament every year, and they choose a charity foundation to support that golf tournament. So, in the last, and so I've been, been in there years for about five years and okay just visit the school i'd love for you to look at this foundation i'd love to see this charity blah blah, blah. so i finally got them to go there about three years ago and so and they fell in love with the kids and they fell in love with uh, what the school does and those type things so they have adopted frankie lemon school as their charity of choice um for mm -hmm. the last two years and as far as i know that's going to continue for years to come mm -hmm. And uh, last year they raised seventy-five thousand dollars in twenty twenty-one wow. at the golf at golf tournament for Frankie Lemon. Wow, impressive! Is that not amazing? That's amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, wow. Yeah. So, so that to me is servant leadership, right? That you're you're out working with and helping the community, and you've you found your passion with the Frank Lemon um, School and Developmental Center and now getting others to uh, to also help out with that center. So thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. We do a lot of Operation um, Coming Home um, houses and mm -hmm. those type of things. So there's, um, yeah, we do quite a few in the community in regards to helping um, whoever we can or whatever mm -hmm. we can do. Yeah, for sure. And I know that uh, the, that Pulte Homes named you Contractor of the Year also. Yes. That is, that is I've worked, they were one of the, uh, the 20, I've worked for them over two decades now. They were one of the actual builders that gave me a chance 20 some years ago um, and started me with one house. Today ah. we do about 800 houses for them a year. Whoa, okay. Now, great partnership. Great partnership. Yes, yes. great partnership. Yes. So, um, Couple more questions for you. Can you name maybe one or two things that you're really, really proud of? I am proud of what warms my heart and what I'm proud of is that I've got guys that's worked with me and worked for Locklear Ruthven for twenty plus years. And I have seen their kid some of their kids born and mm -hmm. I've actually went to the graduation to a couple of them. Um, in the last couple of years for college, and one went to medical school, mm -hmm. one's going to the Army and so forth like that. I get invited to those um, graduations, and I get invited to um, the, the weddings mm -hmm. and the birthdays and those type things. I am proud that I get to experience those things with my co 
employees yeah. or teams. Yeah. In regards to that, I am proud that when I look at Lafayette Ruffin compared to where we were 25 years ago, uh, doing three houses uh, a week, that now we do over 2,000 houses a year. Mm. This year we are basically on the uh, path to do 28 to 3,000 houses this year. Wow. That makes me very proud. Yeah. And I sometimes I have to pinch myself and say, <laughs> I can't believe this is real. I know. Yeah. When you look back into history and back where we started going from uh, subdivision, subdivision, saying, just give me one house. I, I promise I'll do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I am very proud of where we where we started mm -hmm. and where we're at now. Like I said, a lot of times I have to pinch myself and say, I can't believe we've all made it this far. Yeah, yeah, that is quite impressive, Ashley. And, and not only proud of where you've been and where you are, but also where you're going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, it's, uh, we've started doing commercial now and... Um, mm. So we've added a couple of different things to our portfolio, portfolio in regards to that, uh -huh. and um, and we're out of town, and we're in Charlotte, we're in South Carolina, so <laughs> and we're local. So we've and you know in, yeah. endless possibilities you, every day. There you go. I like I like that attitude there, Jackie. So now, Jackie, I've done um, a podcast with. Uh, another business uh, business person named Ed Watkins, and Ed has this continuum that I call I call it a continuum that he uses to determine how he measures success. So I'm going to share with you what his continuum is. But my question will be for you: How do you measure success? How do you know what your growth is and what success is? What is your definition of it? For Ed's business, he said that he measures success from the framework of being a nobody and starting out his business to becoming an upstart to becoming a contender to becoming a winner to becoming a champion and then building this dynasty hmm. yeah so I, like I know I do too <laughs> <laughs> I like that yes so um how do I measure success? I guess I look at it from, I don't have it detailed like he does. Uh -huh. um, I guess if I think about it, I measure success with, um, like you said, um, looking at that 20, 25 years ago where we are at, and now we're, uh, we're at currently, and what I see future-wise, and, and moving forward to the future. And so at this point, would you say that you are, um, if you were to use his continuum, which one you would be, um, um, you're no longer, you're not a nobody, not an upstart, mm -hmm. <laughs> not by nope. any stretch. <laughs> nope. So, um, nope. and um, are you contender, winner, champion, dynasty? I'm a champion right now. There we go. I would go. say we're champions right now. Yes. I would, I would definitely say we're champions. And, and we are building the dynasty. And how do you? And what will it take to you for you to get to that dynasty level? You think? Getting to the dynasty level, in my opinion, is getting it to the point where Lockler Roofing can basically run itself to a certain degree, getting mm -hmm. the leadership and those type things in place, mm -hmm. 
and uh, where it can, if I am no longer here, I don't have to worry about the team not having a job and not having a livelihood. Yeah. Okay. That would be my ultimate goal, and that's what I'm striving for right now. And so I'm, my, my, this is it's going to come as a question, but it's more of a statement. Um, okay. To, to, to get there, to where to that dynasty level with the with the definition you have, uh, you have a vision and a and an idea in mind of how you're going to get there. Do you have a time frame in mind of how you of when that will happen? To get there is um, um, giving my team that I have right now and giving them more responsibility mm -hmm. and more knowledge and those type of things. My goal right now is approximately about five years and um, building that team where they can take over some of the things that I've done and that I still run on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and just putting those things in place with the right people and the right team members. Right. My, um, again, my goal is approximately about five years. Okay, a leader with a vision and a mm -hmm. map of how to get there, so thank you. So I'm down to my last couple of questions for you. This is a broad one. What's, what do you think um, are the biggest challenges, one or two, facing the industry today and how will you and your company be ready to address that those pending challenges the challenges of today right now that we're facing is uh, uncertainties of material um, since the pandemic uh, material has been mm. an issue and yeah. um, supply chain huh yeah supply chain has been a big issue yeah. in regards to that and preparing for that um, and making sure we're ahead of the game. Um, we, I can project what type of production we're going to have in the next six to eight months. We have already prepared for that. We have the raw materials in-house to make that happen. And we started that probably about two years ago when the pandemic started. So we're ahead of the game in regards mm -hmm. to that. We ordered... Um, in our industry, when, if you don't have nails, you can't roof. Yes. So, so uh -huh. two years ago, we started stockpiling and bringing in um, uh, freight liners of uh, nails and those type things. So I tried to keep at least six plus months of raw material in warehouse mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we can do our jobs and to make sure that we do not stop. Um, for a supply issue. Wow, you're, you're talking about um, seeing a problem and then anticipating what's coming down the pike and preparing for it. Yeah. That you did just that, Jackie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we try to do. I've got my guys right now. Someone told me we had some issues with. Uh, uh, it's we have plenty right now, but looking at uh, what my suppliers and the manufacturers have in the next two weeks or two months, it looks like it's gonna be an issue. So I have mm -hmm. my uh, warehouse guys and warehouse manager stockpiling on that one product saying, okay, it's gonna be an issue in two months. Let's go ahead and get what we can in the warehouse mm -hmm. so we're prepared. Yep. So we don't have to stop jobs because if I don't have the raw materials to do my job, I can't do the production and my guys can't work. That's Again, right. I take my job very serious when it's, when I, when it's my job to keep everybody working mm -hmm. yeah so so we go financially uh i um invest back into the company mm -hmm. 
in those type of things in regards to bringing in uh, freight lines of nails or containers of nails and those type of things and have them in the warehouse so that we don't have any issues of stop and go because of mm -hmm. supply chain issues. Right. Okay. So, so Jackie, I, I, I do have two last questions. I keep saying that, but for real this time. <laughs> I'm enjoying the conversation. Um, so what are you doing to grow um, as a leader or and or personally? As a leader? Mm -hmm. Yes. Growing as a leader um, with that, I would say I read a lot. I, um, mm -hmm. I am in... Um, woman's president organization. I'm in a couple of different uh, organizations that um, I get feedback from co-workers, not co-workers, from uh, other business owners and those type of things. I also try to, as, um, to keep growing, to be updated in regards to the latest and greatest materials that's coming out from my um, manufacturers and those type of things. I go to trade shows. We brought back a couple of things from a couple of trade shows that makes my guys' lives a lot easier. So keeping up with technology mm -hmm. is one of the biggest things right now in regards to, I mean, it, seem, it seems um, not existence, but in construction, just the technology that's coming out in regards to the different applications and those type of things that help run your business is amazing right now mm -hmm. and just not being a dinosaur and keeping up with the trends on those type of things yeah because if not you get you get le left in the dust huh <laughs> yeah and i've seen a lot and unfortunately um been in this industry 20 plus years i've seen a lot of the older guys do just that um they couldn't keep up in regards to the technology and those type of things the scheduling basically is uh, on the internet and for the builders and so forth and and just like I said, making sure that Lockwood Roofing is in the loop and we are on top of everything that comes out as far as the new ways to do business, the new uh, products that are coming out and those type of things. Okay, great. And so my last question to you, I hope it's a fun one. Um, <laughs> if you could go back in time and give advice to your younger self, what would that be? Buckle up, girl. You're going to have a wild ride, so. <laughs> and never take no for an answer. Just continue on that journey, and it will pay off no matter how discouraged you get, no matter how many long hours and days it takes. It will pay off at the end. So keep your head up. Keep your boots on straight. Mm-hmm. And the rewards are at the end of the rainbow. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Jackie, really, thank you. And, and, and if you had told the young Jackie that, then you can say you have, you have done exactly what you would have told her. You have done it all, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so Jackie, truly, thank you so much for, for talking with me today and for sharing the, the pluses and the minuses, the good and the bad, the successes and the failures uh, along your leadership journey. I am confident that you will reach that dynasty level with uh, level within the next five years. I am, I am impressed with what you have done, what you are doing, and can't imagine what you're going to continue to do. 
But thank you, dear, and I've enjoyed our conversation. Yes, indeed. And and, and one other thing, I, I, I like what you're doing within the industry, the roofing industry, but I also want to say thank you for what you're doing in the community. Um, it's impressive. So appreciate that. I do hope that I am making a way for other females in the industry of, of uh, construction or any male-dominated uh, yeah. industry that we may still have right now. I hope I'm making a difference and an easier way for them to come in and not feel so isolated. Yeah. There's no other better way to, to end the podcast than that. Thank you so much, Jackie Locklear, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today for Leadership Unscripted, navigating your leadership journey with Jackie Locklear, CEO of Locklear Roofing in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Jackie, thank you for sharing your wisdom and your leadership story of how you have been in this male-dominated industry for 25 years and, and talking with us about how you're growing your company to a dynasty. You have demonstrated what it means to be a leader within a company, but also what it means to be a servant leader with the various philanthropic activities you are engaged in. Your notion around you can't buy your reputation and that your reputation precedes you into any situation is something that I hope our, our listeners will take to heart because you're only as good as your name and your reputation and being an ethical leader who leads with integrity is important in building that strong reputation. Join me for the next episode as we continue the journey of becoming successful and effective leaders. This has been Virginia Hardy, your host for Leadership Unscripted, navigating your leadership journey. Thank you for joining Dr. Virginia Hardy today for Leadership Unscripted, navigating your leadership journey. Are you looking to make the leap from your current role to a leadership position? Or you are a current leader looking to sharpen your edge? Join Dr. Virginia Hardy for new podcast episodes each month for more leadership content meant to inspire, empower, and influence your individual path on leadership development.